Hey, yo, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hours of Movies. How are you doing? I hope you're having a good day, a good night, a good evening, a good whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I'm back. I decided to just take a week off. I was going to be out of town. I was like, I'm not really in the mood to record one, so I didn't skip the week celebrating my mom's B-Day. But I'm back, and I'm here to talk about Army of the Dead, uh, 2001, which was just released on Netflix and came out in theaters as well now that, you know, cinemas are opening them up. It is directed by Zack Snyder. The story is by Zack Snyder as well. He is also a co-writer on the screenplay along with Shea Haddon and Joby Harold. It has a pretty good cast. It has my boy Dave Bautista. You know, I'm I'm not... I don't watch a lot of wrestling anymore, but when I did, I liked Batista. The Batista bomb was the shit. So, you know, has they Batista. And I think he's done some pretty good work post-wrestling career. I mean, obviously, everyone knows him as Drax the Destroyer because he kills it as Drax the Destroyer. But I really um, enjoyed like his small role in Blade Runner. Uh, he turned down a role in the Suicide Squad, the um, James Gunn one, uh, to appear in this. And uh, I don't want to like sound mean, but I felt like that was a big mistake. This movie, maybe I maybe I hyped it up too much for myself, but it was a bit of a letdown, man. Even with like this cast, so we also had Aya Perno as Kate Ward. She plays Scott Ward's uh, daughter, Dave Batista, you know, Scott Ward. We also have Ana de la Regruera as Maria Cruz. Uh, she is Scott's close friend and a mechanic, you know, because every single one of these characters have a specific role. And I guess she's a love interest at some point. Not at some point, but I guess they have a history because in the movie, like, I don't know. They were going to do something. They're going to enter an elevator or some bullshit. And she just dies right away while showing like a necklace or something. I was just like, oh, so they had a thing. I mean, I had a feeling, but all right, whatever. There's also Omari Hardwick as Vanderhorn. He is also a friend of Scott's and a soldier. So when, so yeah, you know, this guy, you know, I'll explain it later. The, the ending with this dude still has me a little baffled. We also have Nora Arnezidar. Let me say that again. Nora Arnezider as Lily. She is a smuggler. She's like a coyote, you know. Uh, She cool. But at the same time, you know, certain things, you know, there's certain things about this movie that trips me out. We also have Tig Notaro as Marina Peter. She is the helicopter pilot tasked with transporting the team. Uh, Raul Castillo as a fucking influencer, I guess. You know, a, a YouTuber, zombie killer, influencer. He was that, that character was weird because, like, my man Raul, he looks 40, you know, his character Mikey Guzman looks 40. So, I just don't get why he's trying to act like a you know, a 20 year old. It's one of those how you do, fellow kids. It's just it doesn't make sense. I, I didn't understand his character why he was in like a 20 year old in a 40 year old's body it's just tripped me out tripped me out a bit never i couldn't take his character seriously we also have matthias schwarfgofer as ludwig deiter he is a german safe cracker he was one of my favorite characters to be honest um he was really cool i liked him um spoiler alerts by the way yeah i was about to say something but i'm like hold up spoiler alert but yeah man crazy that everyone dies though i wouldn't mind a movie with like 
Ludwig. That'd be cool. We also have Theo Rossi as Burt Cummings. He's a security guard for like some camp outside of Vegas. And yeah, I mean, he just played the evil role. We also have Samantha Wynn as Chambers, Mikey Guzman's friend, and Hiroyuki Sanada as Bly Tanaka. He is a billionaire who pretty much sets up the whole plan. And I realized I never said what the movie was about, but I guess after a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble by venturing into the quarantine zone for the greatest heist ever. So I think my, I think uh, Sanada told Bautista, look, I got, I got a safe in my hotel, like all the way below. It has about, I don't know, $500 million, a lot of money. Point being, Batista will get $15 million, and then he can split the rest with his crew however he wants. So Scott Ward, Vanderhorn, and Maria Cruz are getting $15 million each, which would make it about forty-five. And there's another five mil, and I guess he decides to give two mil to Mariana, uh, the pilot. You know, since they got she has to fly pretty much, gotta get the team in and out. So two mil there, and then splits the rest pretty shittily with the others. But hey, man, what they don't know won't hurt them. Am I right? Just it's cool. This movie just had a lot of, you know, had the recipe to make a standard heist film, a standard zombie heist film, and I feel like it really failed to capture that. Like, it just felt knuckle-dragging dumb, you know? Like, I mean, I get that the movie is supposed to be dumb, but it just felt stupid to the point. Like, so, Bautista, Scott Ward, he doesn't talk to his daughter, Kate, anymore over some, like, I guess, miscommunication so they don't talk for 20 years. And uh, the moment... Like, Scott has his gang riled up. They're like, let's go. We're about to sneak on in and get this get this bread. Kate wants to go. And why does Kate want to go? Because Kate's dumbass friend, Gita, she decided to go gamble. Because, you know, you could still sneak into Vegas to gamble and try to win some money, right? So, I guess Gita does that, even though Gita has kids, you know? And if she dies... Or if anything happens to her, her kids are pretty much less left motherless. They don't have a father either, so they become orphans. And Gita tells Kay, like, watch over them and keep them safe for me. It's like, girl, you watch your kids, man. What? Like, why are you going to go out there, risk your life for 5000 Because that's all she wanted. She said something like $5,000 is all I need. And I don't want to say $5,000 isn't a lot of money. But... If you know that Las Vegas is just filled with zombies, why the fuck are you going to risk your life going in there for that shit, man? Like, the thing is, like, they know people don't come out of there too often. You know, the ones that do don't even come back mentally well. So what? But anyway, so Gita, she ends up leaving, goes into Vegas, gets stuck over there. So Kate now wants to go with Scott and the gang. She wants to pal around with them and be like, let's go get my friend Gita. So the moment that happened in the movie, I knew. I knew that everyone was going to die. Like, I called it, you know. I knew every single one of these characters are not going to make it back. Because it's just that dumb, you know, it's, it's, it's just it was just dumb 
thing to add in a heist film, you know, this family drama bullshit, you know, for an action-packed heist movie. I just, I don't know, I feel like I, I probably had my expectations too high after watching, you know, the Snyder Cut. And I was like, yo, you know what, maybe my dude's going to do something, you know, awesome. The trailers looked dope. I felt like it was going to be visually pleasing too, but yet it felt very grainy. And there was these camera shots that looked like, fate that they were fading they were distorted and shit and it just it's it just it felt off man like i just didn't dig the way it looked i didn't dig the color palette uh the cinematography was okay and then the cgi tiger that roams around valentine i think that was just bad man because when so when uh fuck what's his name oh garrett garrett dohan martin uh tanaka's right hand man so when like he pretty much oh, oh by the way Tanaka didn't even need the money apparently the main thing he wanted to get in Vegas was a zombie's head or at least the queen's head because it's worth more than like five hundred million dollars or whatever the fucking total was and yeah so that too if the main thing was just to get the head of this zombie why not and the, and the coyote the, the coyote. Um, she was, she like knew all along that they weren't even there for the money. Like she knew that they were there for the head. Her name's Lily. So pretty much Martin had already like talked to Lily beforehand. So literally the moment they stepped foot into Vegas, the queen and the king of zombies appear. Why didn't they just get it done right there? And then, you know, like. Why just go through the process of going in deep? And also, why why get these mercenaries to get money when all you need is the zombie head? And if this coyote knows that she comes out all the time because you got to give them a sacrifice so they can leave you alone and walk around, like, wouldn't it make sense that, you know, she'd be like, oh, well, hey, Martin, you don't need a... You guys, look, Bly, Martin, you guys don't need to get mercenaries and lie to them about this. Actually, like, the queen and king pop up literally the moment we come out. So don't even waste your time with them. It's going to take 10 minutes tops. Just, you know, just bring another couple guys to, like, hold it back, get the head, and dip on out. You know, it's just just didn't make sense to me at all. That they were there for the head originally, but they just continued on when they could have just gotten it right in the beginning. Yeah, I was just very confused by that. But yeah, I just didn't. That didn't make sense. Also, what was I saying before that? Because I just was like, I got lost on that whole like, yeah, you know, they were just there for the zombie head. They didn't care for the money at all. Also, like, I don't know, Chambers, look, like. This movie lacked action, man. Like, I felt like it could have had a little bit more action sequences. But instead, we had, like, one good one. It was just one chamber. So, pretty much, everyone in the group thinks Martin is going to turn on him, right? He works for Tanaka. So, obviously, he's going to be a snake. And he's just going to be like, mm-mm, I'm going to turn on you all the minute I do. And for some weird reason, Chambers decides to tell Martin, oh, we think, you know, you're a little sketch. You might be an asshole. 
And what does he do? He proves them right by getting Chambers confused on where to go. Like, he lights up a glow stick, throws it at one side, and, you know, got her all, like, lost and didn't know where to go. Point being, these zombies are asleep. Yeah, they sleep in this movie. They're like vampires, all, like, huddled up somewhere in the hallways, knocked out. And then Chambers wakes them up, and it leads to this cool, like, four-minute action sequence of her just stabbing and shooting, reloading, stabbing, shooting, reloading, fighting. And it's dope as fuck, man. And then at the end, she gets locked in the room because Martin's a dick, obviously. And he locks her in there, and he thinks she's done. But then she survives. They don't show you how she survives. And she meets up with the group, right? She meets up with the group of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Eight people with guns, and they just watch her die. They don't even shoot the zombies around her. They just look at her. Fucking Scott Ward comes up to Mikey telling him she's done. She's dead. But the thing is, like, she hasn't even been bitten. Like, she's still fighting them. And they got guns, and they're all supposed to be really good sharpshooters. So it's not like they would have shot her, right? You know, if they're supposed to be skilled and experienced, so... That was very fucked up because literally Chambers proves herself to be the best character in the whole goddamn movie. And they kill her off in such a dumb way by just shooting the gas tank that she's carrying to like blow up all the zombies that are there. When they could have just, you know, killed the zombies around her perimeter and she could have just like ran towards them and they wouldn't be short a person. But nah, they had to kill her off in a dumb way that they probably thought was cool. It's like, and then we shoot the gas keg, and there's an explosion. There's an explosion. Exactly, sack. But I don't know. I, don't. I was upset with that because, like, she really survived all that bullshit just to still die. What the fuck, you know? But whatever. I don't know. This movie just felt like it needed less time as well. It's two and a half hours almost. And it felt like it just needed to fill in things with unnecessary dialogue. Like, so there's going to be a nuclear bomb that's going to drop in Vegas in supposedly 12 hours to a day. Like, I don't even remember too much. Like, this movie was just such a blur. But anyways, so pretty much they're going to drop a bomb in Vegas. And then all of a sudden they switched it up where the bomb's going to drop in an hour now. And they are there, obviously, and they're like, whoa, we're too deep, you know, we can't even walk back, like, an hour and a half, there we go, 90 minutes, they have 90 minutes to open the safe, grab the money, and get the fuck out, everyone just decides to just start having pointless conversation, fucking Scott Ward, and uh, Maria Cruz, you know, they just start talking about, you know, their past, their relationship, Scott and Kate try having, like, a one-on-one conversation, like, he keeps talking about opening a fucking food truck, you know, because I guess that was something, I don't know, but, like, they kept having this dumbass conversation about what kind of food he should do for a food truck. And Kate's like, I'm not even interested, man. Like, I don't, we don't even talk like that. Like, bro, we in a zombie situation. But at the same time, Kate, you know, a nuclear bomb's about to go off. And you're really going to go running around trying to find Gita and hope your dad finds you. So what happens? What happens if you do find Gita, but, you know, your dad and his squad die? Or, they, you know, your dad dies and the squad decide to leave you because they're like, fuck it, you know? That means you and Gita are dead, and that means those two kids are fucking orphans. And the thing is, Gita doesn't even survive, man. So it, she pretty much, like, killed everyone 
for no success. Like there is no, no winner at the end. No one at all. No one wins. Maybe the government because the zombies should just start spreading more or whatever. But it was just so pointless, these conversations. Vandalhorn and like uh, Ludwig, like I guess they had conversations, but at least they were working on the safe. You know, at least he was doing his thing. But a lot of this shit was just pointless. Same thing with like uh, Martin and Lily, the coyote and the right hand man of uh, of Bly. Like it just, it didn't make sense. It's just like, you guys are just walking around casually. Like if you don't have less than an hour to, you know, fucking get out of Dodge. Like, yeah, let's go collect this hat right now kind of thing. Well, that was before they knew everything was going to blow up. But still, you know, it's just like so casual about like these conversations around these zombies but yet they let my girl chambers just die out like that um, and then bautista like pretty disappointing that there's no like a lot of physical fights with him like go toe to toe with the king of you know the alpha zombie king or whatever like imagine if him and that alpha zombie king would have just started like throwing fists to cuffs bro i mean that would have been tight right i mean if they could have just gotten rid of the cape Added a little bit more color, probably some more lights in the casinos. You know, a couple of them just still generating for some reason. I mean, the fucking handsome dams over there, what the fuck is called? Like, but everything's all sandy, obviously. The intro was tight, you know, I'll give it to them. The intro is the coolest thing, you know, but I guess the best way to describe it is Zombieland's intro. Like, if you've seen the Zombieland intros or the movies and you've seen the intro, obviously, then, yep, that's exactly how this movie intro is just just exactly like that you know just like a montage of shit happening but what i liked is they show some of the characters what they're like what they're doing now in the zombie apocalypse to who they look like before every everything went down oh and the reason why kate doesn't talk to scott is not because of like scott killing you know her mom because after like you know the you know, his mom or his wife got bitten. She, he had to kill her, right? Or else he'll turn into a zombie. And that's pretty, uh, Come, you know, it g- goes against the job, his job at being a mercenary of zombies. So pretty much Kate's like, I'm not even mad that you did that. She's like, I ha- I understand that you had to kill her. I'm just, I'm just mad that you didn't talk about her kind of thing. And I'm just like, really? Really, man? Like, y'all really having this emotional issues? Like, you think you're the only family that lost someone? to like a zombie miscommunication in this world pretty sure it happens i'm pretty sure it's happened all right but i don't know movie was just it was pretty boring it was pretty boring every now and then it felt like it had some life but then it just it would die out and then you're just like yeah yeah you know what this is a this is a movie i guess it's sad that i i won't be able to rewatch it because i just don't see no benefit in that Pretty, it wasn't the worst movie I've seen, but it's pretty bad. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, but I, my expectations were pretty high too. So, yep, that's that's just how I feel about it. There's just a lot of dumb shit that probably doesn't cover all of it because you know I don't want to really just like keep on going on. You can watch it yourself and see if you like like that. I know some people enjoyed it. Like I like the characters, you know, I like the cast, but they didn't really capitalize on that too much. You know, it would have been a cool heist film, but whatever. Mm, let's do some facts, though. Uh, Zack Snyder. He cut a crude visual gag from the film that showed a male stripper with a huge penis that had been taken a bit, that had a bite taken out of it. 
but he thought it went too far. So he was like, yeah, yeah, no, I can't have this on here anymore. I don't know how that's going too far. Oh, Chris D'Elia was supposed to be in this movie originally, but Tig Notaro pretty much digitally replaced uh, Homeboy due to, you know, all the shit that went down with him. I never found Chris D'Elia funny, uh, but I like Tig Notaro. I think they're hilarious, so it's an upgrade for me. Uh, Director Zack Snyder said one of the most challenging sequences in the film isn't the most obvious, the most opening the opening scene where the soldiers first encounter Zeus took five weeks to shoot because Snyder wanted to shoot at dusk in natural light. It took five weeks of shooting to get the footage used in the final film with many technical elements adding to the challenge. And I guess you can sort of see that. Like, it, I don't want to say the it looks natural, but the whole intro does feel like if it's something shot out of a phone with no lights to sort of brighten up everything. So I thought that was pretty that was like a good looking shot. Like if anything, that was the best looking part of the film, the intro. Oh, there's also two UFOs in the beginning of the movie or not in the beginning, but the opening sequence, uh, like around the area 51 is just like two beams of light and they like disappear. It's never really explain what happened, but I always enjoy shit like that where like, you know, there's those little Easter eggs somewhere and you just sort of think, Oh, I wonder what, you know, wonder what that's about like um fuck i can't remember the movie but it was about this dad whose daughter goes missing and the whole movie takes place sort of like on the computer but if you're like watching the film and you see some of the news articles they talk about like an alien invasion that was happening as all this was going on it, it like never explained in the movie but i think it's hilarious that they just do that like yeah you know what let's do this shit uh, Zack Snyder chose to shoot almost entirely with natural light. Uh, right next to the vault entrance is what appears to be five boxes containing film reels on a metal shelf. This is the Snyder cut of Justice League, as Zack Snyder had originally shared the Vero in December 2019. That's pretty cool. The opening title seemed to be a shout-out to Zack Snyder's directional directorial debut, Dawn of the Dead remake, featuring footage of the outbreaks occurring as per Don's opening titles, combined with Richard Cheese's cover, Cheese takes on Disturbs Down with the Sickness being used in one of his signature scenes. But, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of fun facts yet because the movie is, you know, pretty new. So it's a lot of, like, quotes. Like, this dude, Matthias, the guy who played the the German safecracker, Ludwig, Hitman, my man, Vanderhorn, Omari Hardwick, did a lot of like training together but by training together it was just him hanging out like uh, Matthias hanging out with Omari while Omari was pretty much getting buff and big because you know he's playing a badass and you know he has to look good oh shit that just reminds me what the fuck is up with Omari so pretty much at the end of the movie the nuke goes off right everyone dies but the thing is the thing is Omari got thrown in the belt by Matthias you know by Ludwig he throws him in there so he survives. He comes out of a fucking vault, right? Which should be under all this rubble, by the way. Uh, but he comes out casually after everything has been exploded by a nuclear bomb. Casually walks miles until he finds a car and then drives wherever, gets a private plane, like, or buys a private plane with all the money he has. 
sits on the plane. He's having wine or champagne with the stewardess. Then he starts feeling unwell, so he goes to the bathroom. And as he's in the bathroom, he realizes he got bit, and he's turning. While Dave Batista got bit, and he literally turned in, like, five seconds. It just doesn't make sense. Like, make it make sense, man. Like, I just don't get that shit. What is that part? What is that part? I don't get it. I don't get it. It just... It doesn't make sense. I I don't understand that part. But anyways, Amari Hardwick and Matthias, they are now BFFs. Or, you know, they were BFFs on set. Uh, Apparently, they, like, clicked right away, and they just love to hang out with each other. And, yeah, I mean, you can sort of tell with, like, their front and back and forth banter when Ludwig's trying to unlock the safe. You can just tell that everything felt natural to them. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Zack Snyder wrote the first draft and wrote the first draft in about 10 years ago. So probably like a pet project for him, you know, something he's been really holding close to his heart. Oh, and then like Omar, you know, Van, he has a fucking chainsaw that he like carries around and he is known to use a chainsaw. Did he use the chainsaw in the movie? Do you guys think he did? That's right. He did not. He did not use his chainsaw once. Again, why? Why have it there if it's not gonna happen? I just don't don't tease me. Why? Why? Oh, and there's also robot zombies. Like it's never explained. Again, you know, doesn't need to be. But I thought that was like very strange. You know, the is Zeus making them? You know, does the zombie king? I guess that's his name, Zeus. By the way, it's fucking weird, but. Yeah, there was like some robot zombies. They never explain it, but they're there for some reason. But yeah, man, that's Army of the Dead. Catch it on Netflix if you want to watch it. It's not the best thing that I've seen, but who knows? You might enjoy it. Is it like a popcorn fun movie? Not really. If it was like an hour and 45 minutes, I say yeah. But for two and a half hours, it's one of those you got to like put the time to watch it. So yeah, you know, just... Fair warning, thanks for listening. My name is Brian. This is Hours Movies. Follow me at Twitter at Hours at Movies. Uh, Yeah, Uh, you have a good day, good night, good evening, a good whatever, and I'll see y'all next time.